0: This is Uninvited Company, the podcast where we tell you ghost stories, urban legends, and all the spooky shit. Spooky shit. Welcome to our first sewed. i I'm just going to call it a mini sewed because I'm very excited about it. And mini sewed. Uh, yes. Spooky mini sewed. Spooky mini This is our little extra that we've been promising to make up for the week. Surprise. That, yes. The week that we lost... Because of the Rona. Yeah. Erica recovering. So we had to make up for... Hit me like a truck. Yes, it did. It does that. It tends to do that. Yeah. So we promised to make up for it. And here we are. We are delivering all the goods. All the spooky goods. So. Delivery. Here we go, y'all. I have to start this out by saying one of... So there's so many different haunted uh, locations. Just... There's castles, there's hotels, there's haunted celebrities, there's haunted objects, there's just, there's such a haunted wide. Haunted celebrities? Well, yeah. There's haunted movie sets. There's, I'm telling you, there are, yes. I want haunted celebrities though. Okay, so like a person is okay. So what I what I mean by that is, <laughs> yeah, okay, somebody lost explain, explain a celebrity, <laughs> like a, a possessed person. Um, <laughs> no, a person who is uh, a a famous person who has Who is has ex- n- No, I mean who has actually experienced has an attachment. Oh, or celebrities has who have had paranormal experience. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have <laughs> said that. I'm just trying to give you an idea of just how the wide variety of spooky aspects that we can talk about right there's just an endless amount so hopefully we are doing this podcast for a long time because there's just so many subjects that we can talk about and one of my absolutely favorite haunted things haunted locations are hotels love love Haunted hotels. I'm obsessed. I want to stay. In, I've only ever stayed in one haunted hotel that I know of, which we will cover sometime next year because we already have something planned. But I've I want to stay in all the haunted hotels. Like I I want to all ex- of them. I do. I want to I want to <laughs> take pictures. Every single. I want to roam the hallways at three a.m. and see if I can capture anything. I feel better. Being surrounded by spookiness when I know that there's hundreds of other people in the building and it's not just me, mm. me, myself, and I. So I yeah love haunted hotels. So if you hadn't guessed, we are talking about a haunted hotel today. The haunted and mansion in Disney Disney's movie. That's not correct. <laughs> <But> Darn, <that's, laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. Um, no, today we are heading to the Driscoll Hotel. In Austin, Texas. We yeah. hail we hail from Texas, so... Back to Texas we go, sis. And all of you listening. Oh boy. So the grand opening of the Driscoll Hotel in Austin was way back in 1886. We are heading back to the 1800s. She's very old, and I'm obsessed. So this hotel took... In 1886, it took $400,000 to build this 136-year-old beauty. Yes, and okay, it's very frustrating because there's different websites that you can look up to um, look at the the rate, like what $400,000 would be today, Uh and I've referenced that in another episode because I used this one website, but there's a different source that says, like, that there's a source um, actually attached to the Driscoll Hotel that claims four four hundred thousand dollars back in eighteen eighty six would be ninety two million dollars today. That's a lot of money. But the source that I used for a previous episode that converts it uses the inflation rate and stuff like that, uh-huh. and that said that it would be thirteen point two million dollars. That's not important. It's math. That's a it's big just, difference. It's just frustrating when sources say conflicting things. Either way, millions of dollars. Yes. Either way, four hundred thousand dollars. It's a big project. Was a yes. It was a mm-hmm. very big project. Its founder and builder was named. Was named. His name was Colonel Jesse Driscoll. So he he liked That's himself. That's a tongue twister. Yes. We're just gonna. We can call him the Colonel. We can call him Jesse. This makes me think of the Elvis movie. Oh my goodness. His manager was the colonel. Back to Elvis. Okay. Well, um, for I much. just reference him as Jesse Driscoll. So Jesse he... Jesse <laughs> You know what? Some words are hard to pronounce. At midnight. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just oh. making fun of myself. Okay. Jesse Driscoll. Sometimes I do get tongue-tied and I hear, like, I listen to certain episodes and I'm like, okay, I need to... Enunciate better. Maybe we should do some uh, the theatrical warm ups that mm-hmm. I learned in high school. That probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Before we start, it's also just late, so that could be that could be mm-hmm. part of it. Irish wristwatch. Iris. <laughs> <laughs> See no, nope. It's too <laughs> late. Uh, Iris. So, um, Irish wristwatch. Okay. <laughs> so. Colonel, the Colonel Jesse Driscoll. He liked his name obviously because he named it after himself. Many people claim that this is Austin's most haunted hotel. There are a few very popular ghost stories associated with the Driscoll, and it's this almost goes into the category of urban legend because you can. There's only so much that you can believe from 1886. You know, it's all been passed through word of mouth and everything, so we're just gonna talk about a few of the ghost stories that are associated with it, because they're spooky, and it's fun. You can decide for yourself. I I suggest you just go and stay at the hotel, and do what I would do, and just go- Have roam, a blast. Yeah, go roam those hallways really early in the morning, and see if you run into any little girls. Little oh. girls, little girls everywhere I go, I can't. That brought up such bad memories. <laughs> Back when I thought I was a singer. <laughs> okay, so first I don't up. Know if those are the words, disclaimer. Or... We're just gonna we're gonna go with it. First up is you guessed it, the ghost of a little girl. Lovely. Yes. So hotel guests have seen their children, their own children, talking to and playing with somebody who's just not there. And when the parents are like, "Hey, who, what, who are you playing with? Who are you talking to?" they respond, "Samantha." Which um, that made me think of Olaf in Frozen Two. I haven't seen Frozen Two. Oh my gosh! He just randomly—he's looking for like Anna or Elsa. He's just looking around. He's calling out names, and then he calls out Samantha. Does he really? He's not a character? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> he says Samantha. Samantha. Yeah, they always respond Samantha. So this little girl has named herself Samantha. Or that was just her name. Or that's a possibility. We, we don't know. So she's regularly seen um, next to a painting. There is a painting in the hotel of a little girl holding flowers. And I think, oh. I think we might post it because for some reason... Just when you attach a ghost story to a picture, it just makes it even more creepy, Mm -hmm. even though it's just a plain ass picture. But she's, that's where she's been seen, or like the specter of little girl has been seen around this, this painting. And a lot of stuff happens around this painting. Uh, People feel, hear, see things, you know, occasionally you'll hear some giggling, which hail not. Mm -mm. I know I say that a lot, but just nope. Mm -mm. That would make sense for it to be the same girl, right? Because she's hanging out. She's like, hey, this is me, y'all. Like, that's what I used to look like. It's rumored that she was the daughter of a senator in 1887. So this was, again, a year after the hotel was um, opened, officially opened. And, you know, they had balls and stuff like that. And so, like, there was an inaugural ball, I believe, that um, the senator was a part of. People think that this is the daughter of the senator because she was chasing. She was playing with a ball and um, and she was chasing. She like dropped her ball or was going after her ball and it went near the staircase. And your eyes just got so wide because <laughs> you know where this is going. So she's chasing her ball. Slow down. She's chasing her ball near the staircase. And I literally wrote, I don't know if you can see where this is going. <laughs> but she fell down the stairs and it's believed that she broke her neck at the bottom. So oh. our first, our first ghost. This is this is who people believe that this ghost is. That's why we have baby gates, people. Yeah, and it, I mean, uh, this is the eighteen hundreds. It's yeah. it's a different time. People weren't as careful, I suppose. The second specter that uh, is seen and smelled. Mm, Ew! <laughs> it's um the colonel himself. Of course, he smelled. Mr. Well, okay, well, I will clarify. When you go by kernel, I will. I don't know why, but I hate the way that it's spelled versus the way it's pronounced. Colonel. It <laughs> bugs me to my core because all I think of is popcorn kernels and I smell butter. The English language is a fascinating one. It's dumb. It is. So, Jesse Driscoll. Um, you know, he just wants to check up every now and then on his beautiful hotel, his beautiful creation. And so back in the day, he was known to smoke cigars, a.k.a. the smell. Mm. I didn't mean like stank, like ghost stank or something like that. <laughs> stank. He, it, cigars. Cigars are a smell popular like thing. Hmm. So he was known to smoke cigars. So people will now smell cigar smoke in the lobby where he would regularly converse with his guests. He was a very friendly gentleman. It's a non-smoking hotel now, so there's never a source found for this cigar smell.
1: People Mm. just... It's just
0: a random, random thing that happens. It's said that... Legend says that a security guard actually quit working at the hotel after he smelled cigar smoke, followed by a voice asking, Got a light? Uh Uh-uh. And he turns around, and of course, there's no one there. Oof. I, I, I don't know if I would quit because I would find that really fascinating and I would want to learn more. Like I said, you're in a hotel, you're surrounded by a lot of people. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't find that as creepy. But um, I'm not the security guard. I mean, it could have been like fully like whisper in your ear, like, gotta like. That would mm-mm. be, mm-mm, that would be even more creepy. Um. So in the book, True Haunted Tales of the Driscoll Hotel by Monica Moniker, Monica Ballard, I believe is how you pronounce her name. She recalls a story from a guest who actually saw the colonel. I don't want to call him the colonel. Colonel, colonel Driscoll. This guest saw him, recalls seeing him in his room one night. So this man wakes up. So I, I should go back just a little bit. He had, um, Jesse Driscoll had a few favorite rooms in this hotel. It's right on 6th Street. In Austin. So there's a couple of rooms that you get an extra special view. And this gentleman was staying in one of these rooms. One of his favorite... One of his supposed favorite rooms. Old favorite rooms. This man's sleeping. And he's just woken up at... Can you guess what time he was woken up? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Which, it's funny, because I don't... It's like time is a portal, and that is their ticket into our dimension that would be really interesting if that if that was the case we've had so many episodes lately i just that picture we, it as a. like platform nine and three quarters yeah where you have to know when yeah. to come for the train to i love that i love that reference choo choo we always love a harry potter reference he wakes up to find a man standing by the window smoking a cigar naturally he's like what the hell are you doing in my room kind sir it's late i am in slumber why are you here and so he turns on the light and poof! oh he's gone but this cloud of smoke remains <laughs> the final story the final the main story that that has been going around it actually has a couple different versions, and they're all just very, tw- they're all twisted. So one version involves a bride-to-be, or should I say a former bride-to-be. So in the 80s, uh, the 1980s, so we're, we're, we've skipped ahead a century now. We are in the mm. 1980s. Got it. We have left the 1800s. So at this point, a Texas socialite was apparently dumped by her fiancé. Mm. And, you know, a woman scorned is gonna, she gonna do something. So she checks into the Driscoll. Cause she's like, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna have a spa weekend and I'm gonna go hang out. Treat yourself. And, yeah, treat yourself, girl. Like, he doesn't know what he's missing. She checks herself in and um, and then promptly goes on just a small shopping spree of $40,000. Uses her fia- her her ex-fiance's credit card. Because, because hashtag revenge. I don't like the way your finger is being <laughs> held up right now. I just feel, I feel so young when I say hashtag. Maybe that's a sign you should stop saying. Okay, that's the last time. It's documented. <laughs> I won't say that ever again. Um, but yeah, revenge. She's like, I'm, I'm going to show this man that he's not going to get away with this. So she goes shopping. And she brings back all these lavish shopping bags to her room. And she's just flaunting it through the hotel. And, um, and then she goes back to her room and she hangs the do not disturb sign on her door. And that's that. Like, it doesn't really seem like anything's all that sketch. Except for the fact that workers at the, a few workers at the hotel noticed that she seemed really sad. Um, I don't know if she looked distraught. Like she was gonna do something, um, but just a couple people, uh, a couple people noticed that she just looked very sad heading back to her room, and this one housekeeper really, it really bothered her, and she noticed it, so she kind of she went to her keeping room, keeping an eye on her. Yeah, um, and so she went back to her room, or she went went to this woman's room and noticed that she had hung the do not disturb sign, which bothered her a little bit more. I don't know if this housekeeper, if there was like rumors going around the hotel, what had happened, you know, about how her fiance had dumped her. But this housekeeper was just not, not having it. She figured something was up and she wanted to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. That intuition. You listen to that intuition. So she knocks on the woman's room. Just, she wants to check on her. See if everything's okay. See if there's anything she can do for her. And there's no answer. Which is, isn't is super surprising because if I have the do not disturb sign on my room, I do not answer. I was literally just at a hotel two days ago and I had the do not disturb sign on my door. Because I don't like housekeeping coming in or anything like that. Like, I just like chilling. And they knocked on my door anyway. Mm. I don't like it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm and with this girl. I understand you're not going to answer the door. So, she... She's like, all right, you know, whatever. She has that sign on the door. I'm going to, I'm going to just leave her be. But she just, she's bothered. She feels like something's off. So she calls, she calls the room to see if she'll at least answer. And there's no answer. Oh. So she keeps calling and keeps calling. And then she decided to get the manager involved because she's not answering the door. She's not answering the phone. They feel like something's up. So the manager intervenes and tries opening the door just as a precaution, making sure everything's okay. But she had locked the door from the inside with a deadbolt. Yeah. So they resorted to, I, I don't know how much time had passed, but they resorted to removing the door from its hinges. Uh-huh. And um, these people were like, obviously very worried about this socialite. She must've been very important. So they finally get in the room and they find her half hanging out of the bathtub, half in the bathtub with a bloody pillow on her stomach. She had shot herself in the stomach and used the pillow as a silencer. Yes. Um, I knew this was going to be sad. So I saw in one source that this was based on an actual story, but that through... Uh, through storytelling and just one person telling another and that kind of thing that details did get a little bit mushy that um, there was a woman who was dumped and um went on a shopping spree, not a lavish shopping spree but did go you know shopping and everything and uh, it was reported that she drank almost drank herself to death mm-hmm. um and but she she did shoot herself. I believe her name was Tara. And she she did end up shooting herself, and the coroner stated that if she, even if she hadn't shot herself, she had drank her, she had drank so much that she would have died from alcohol poisoning. Mm-hmm. So that's just one of those things that shows you that something true can happen,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: just through different stories, people wanting to have an interesting story at the dinner table type of thing. I don't know, people be crazy, but that actually did happen. Super sad. Um, another version that has been told through the years, through the decades, um, kind of going off of, on this, was that it actually involved two brides, two different brides, who killed themselves on their honeymoon in the exact same hotel room, exactly 20 years apart. Weird. Mm-hmm. So- Like a, a force like of energy takes over and just overcomes you with- depressive state. Yeah. Um did you ever you may be too young for this time, but did you ever hear of or watch the movie 1408? No. I like I almost get a little bit creeped out just saying that out loud. I watched it, I believe, in middle school, and it was a hotel room that was cursed. Um and You said it creeped you out and I just got goosebumps. <laughs> it's, it's all it's late. I don't even know what it's about. It's late. <laughs> it's a it's just a cursed hotel room basically they don't let people in there because of just everybody that that's ever gone in there has, has died. Uh. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a twisted, it's a, just a twisted movie. This guy, like, is a super skeptic and he wants to prove people wrong. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to stay in this hotel room and just shit goes down. It's really scary. He ends up escaping just to find out at the end of the movie that he never actually escaped. Oh yeah, so it's almost well that's I, unfortunate. Yeah, when I hear this story about the brides 20 years apart in the same hotel room, which again, we don't know how much truth that you know, this is a story, this is a ghost story. Uh-huh. But that's almost what that sounds like to me. Like that room was uh-huh. um, had something going on, had something attached to it. I don't know. The haunted fun. hotel room thing kind of makes me think of that Halloween episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I don't, I don't remember. I loved that show back in the day, but I don't remember what episode you're talking about. That's, like, the best episode they had. The, it was it's actually... a haunted hotel room? Yeah. Oh, haunted hotel rooms are where it's at. Uh-huh. Oh, I, it it makes was so me, good. It makes me want to talk about what we have planned for next year. But, alas, I won't. There's a couple other things that will be seen. Um, like I said, people will s- just smell different things, feel different things, see figures go by and see, or see something. It's one of those things, you see something out of the peripheral, um, your vision, and then you look over there and there's no one there. You'll hear a whisper your ear or something like that, something go by. Um, so I remember one time, take, taking it back to um, our actual house that we lived in, our haunted house. I remember dad, um, he said one time that he slept in my room. So, you know, when you're a kid, if you're sick, I would assume a lot of people have done this, but you would sleep with your mom or something like that. And they'd take care of you throughout the night, especially if you're running a fever or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember being super sick one time as a kid and I was sleeping downstairs with, um, with our mom. And, um, so our dad slept upstairs in my room for the night and he said he had the hardest time going to sleep because he kept hearing I have to like get super close to the microphone for this. He said for a while, uh, maybe half an hour or something like that um, from what I remember, he would hear <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. and um he said it just kept going right by his ear, right in his like ear. Like a skater. Co- yeah, but just it was he said it was clear whispers. And he said that he actually, he ended up having to say, leave me alone. Cause you know, we got people, we got work the next day. He said, he said to it, leave me alone. I got to sleep and it stopped. Wow. So when I hear. Someone was a little prankster then. Yes. When I read stories of people describing whispers in their ear, I think back to that story every single time of dad telling me. I don't think he's ever told me that. He told me it the day after it happened. And I I don't think he ever talked about it again. Weird. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting when he listens to, this, when he listens to this if he recalls that because that was very vivid in my memory because that was my room and I had to sleep in that room the following <laughs> night. <laughs> so I'm just waiting for these whispers. But yeah, people will hear those kinds of things. Like I said earlier, they they'll hear giggles of the little girl, which that to me. Any giggles? I have a hard time believing that that's not sinister. I have a real hard time. I think that's associated with how media portrays a lot of things. Though. I don't know. Yeah, it could. It could be just a little with girl. Film it's, and stuff. Just the way they've attached things. I guess so, but I just hear it in my brain, and I'm. Uh, it just sounds so creepy. The last thing I'll say is that uh, there is a man that people have seen that they believe is. Um, his name is Peter Lawless and um, people have seen him as a full bodied specter and um, they'll see him. He's most often cited as, uh, or cited leaving the elevator. So imagine you're just hitting that button, hitting the elevator button, trying to go up to your room. You see it slowly open and a whole ass man, you know, slightly, slightly transparent, just casually walks out and walks he's by you. He's just minding his business. Just It's just Peter. Peter Lawless, just hanging out. Some people from the front desk that have seen him, seen the elevator open and see him, you know, when no one's there pushing the button or anything like that and they'll see him come out of the elevator and he'll just look at you and just give you a little nod. Like he's acknowledging Good day to you. He's I'm just minding my business. that you see him and that he sees you. Every sp- I actually kind of like that. Do you really? Yeah, because hmm. it's like an agreement. Like, you do your thing, you let me do my thing, and we're good. I don't know. As soon as I acknowledge that I've seen a ghost, and it's acknowledging that it's seen me, well, mm, there's something if you're there. standing in a place where he could have done it when he was alive, I feel like that's not an explanation for that. Rather Maybe. than actually the yeah. acknowledgement. Yeah. Like, if you are the, what do they call him, the attendant or clerk oh, at yeah, the yeah. front desk. A concierge? A concierge. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know there's another word for this that is specific for hotels. Um, On the tip of my tongue, if you're the concierge and the layout of the hotel is the same Uh as where the concierge would have been in his time when he was alive, he would have looked in that direction and done the exact same thing. So you just happen to be standing in the same place of his cycle. That very, yeah, the it, like we've talked about the f- before the loop kind of yeah. if you're stuck in a loop, but yeah, like he, ghosts are seen in the same places mm-hmm. all the time, like same rooms kind of thing. It's a cycle. Gosh, I can't I even think. imagine that. I mean, obviously we're not ghosts, but I can't even imagine just being stuck in this cycle. But he's he's been seen just coming out of that elevator. Uh, so another thing with him is that people not. It's not even just, he's not just associated with the elevator, but sometimes people will get a tingling sensation, almost like your little spidey senses are going. It's that feeling that you're being watched. Mm. That's the best way to describe it. They feel like they're being watched and they'll look up and they'll see him. And then (sighs) he vanishes right before their eyes. (laughs) Right before their eyes. There was just a little bonus, a little bonus ghost for you. In addition to those, the Ooh. three main stories. So that is the Driscoll. Interesting. That's just a little quick, a little quick synopsis of um, the ghost hanging at the Driscoll out Hotel. At the Driscoll Hotel, which, I mean, if we're ever back in Texas. I don't see that in the foreseeable future, but, um... <laughs> Maybe you, but not me. Yay, many so Yeah! I don't know if I would purposely go somewhere where there's been a little girl ghost sighted, though. I, I can do ghosts, but little girl ghosts, that's that's another level mm. for me. Sinister or not, I, I don't know about that. But go check it out. It's on 6th Street. It's a very popular building popular. I going to stop saying that. I say it every episode because I'm just obsessed with Moira and Schitt's Creek right now. So Austin, Texas, y'all. Go get you some. Go get you some haunted hotel. yee That was so, a cool little mini soap. Yeah, just a little little something for you to make up for, for the last week, and then we will be back to our regular scheduled programming on Monday. Our regular scheduled program. That's just... Schedule. Just wonderful. Yes. So we will. Well, have a good weekend. Yeah. Have a lovely weekend, y'all. And, and we'll see you Monday. See you Monday, guys. And you know what? If you could, stay spooky.